I like that sweater. And we're, we're live. No, we're live. Actually, Hello, everybody. How many can people you, have we got? What? Can, you, can you see? Ah, oh, we've got three in the audience. I can see. We've got three in the audience. Oh, yeah. Can you hear the rain? Because it's fucking, it is absolutely yeah. global boiling here. Right, people. Oh, well, it's just three in the audience. Yeah. I can't see. Can you see who's in the audience? I, I have got. So if we go down the bottom, like, bear with us while we sort this shit out. Well, so I'm trying people. to answer them in the chat. Well, you there we go. I can see them in the chat. Yeah. Right. Okay. So let's have a look. Okay. Do you want to just keep the chat going then? You just have the chat there. Yeah, I'll there. manage the chat. I'll manage the chat. I'm just logging into my Discord to see if there's any 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 people that are in uh, technical issues, like didn't read the instructions properly. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll be most people. Like I say, if we this is the first time we've done this, so if we get like a handful of people, yeah, then that's fine, isn't it? Morphe, yeah. hello, how's it going? So, bear with us for a couple of minutes while we just uh, give people a chance to turn up. So what the plan is, we're going to do this last Monday of the month, each month. And the idea is it's just a wrap-up. It's a, a chance for us to go over all the shite we've been talking for the previous weeks and for everyone to go, you know that thing you said? You, it's bullshit. You're talking <laughs> shit. Basically. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna have a chat. You know, bit of a fucking gang gang gooly. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, so what have we spoken about? So we've spoken about. Oh, I'll tell you now. Okay, here we go. I'm you right. are the Jamie of this this uh, production, aren't you? We got. Um, you can do two things at once. So episode eleven was young MPs, tribalism, voter apathy, and reform. Yeah. Uh, episode 10 was, uh, no, that's not that one. Episode 10 was climate change. Oh, no, cli no, no, no. Climate behavior manipulation, yeah. erosion of yeah. democracy, CBDs round two, CBDCs round yeah. two. We've done food banks and military, the right off a bank account, yeah. all of the stuff that winds you up, we've done. <laughs> the Irish hate speech bill. Immigration. Uh, these are the early ones. Uh, universal basic income. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, how about... Uh, well, yeah. How about aliens? We haven't done aliens, have we? You haven't, we didn't do it. We haven't done aliens yet. Yeah. No, we can't do aliens then, can we? We'll see. Well, Maybe we'll do aliens in the next episode. Yeah. But I think it's... It's fucking interesting because oh, a pity party. Oh, he is. That's Jay Tyler. I was going to say that 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 phrase, that question. I thought there's only one Jay who would type that in. That's Jay Tyler. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like this is a back and forward. So if you're in the chat, just fucking just you know, I don't know why it's looking like your end. I'm not in the chat, so I don't know what the interface looks like for you. But just just oh, fucking well, talk to us. Well, I mean, so all those topics we just we, we've mentioned previously, right? I suppose, yeah, yeah. I suppose, is there, you know, is there any of those, so people in the chat know, is there any of those, anybody in the chat that you would like us to revisit now and you would like to pipe into or 
or yes. pose a point or fact or query about about it. We can explore it more in depth, maybe. Is there anything like yeah. that? Yeah. So pity party, Jay Tyler. Oh, I can't see you. So it looks like Gaz is talking to himself. Why can't we see you? That's weird. No, no, no that is weird. That is weird. Uh, I don't like that. Jay, can you see me? Chris, can you see me? D, can you see me? Oh, Chris can uh, see both. More for you. So, you're just a long... You're it, mate. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a you problem. <laughs> yeah. Where should we start? Fucking, I mean, let's let's do the climate like manipulation and bullshit thing because I think that's that's the thing that's had a, in the last few days is a kind of a change thing, hasn't it? You know what I mean? Oh, what? We are well. We have had someone. So D, we're calling Delta. It just says D, we're calling Delta, okay. uh, or she could be Delta, uh, saying that the MPs having to have a previous, having to have had a previous job, not in politics, is one. This person, male or female. Delta really strongly supports. And to go one further, to be a health secretary, you must have had NHS experience. Ah, D is Dave Davis. D D. There we go. It was go, obviously right? you know whether that was obviously him. Yeah. But yeah, like well, interesting on the health secretary, right? Yeah. Like there's two sides to this. I, I think it may be a bit harsh. Just, well, no, you could say, yeah, you, you should have had to have NHS experience. But what goes into the mind? So who's who appoints the secretary, right? The PM does. Yeah? So why wouldn't you, as a leader, as a manager, or as someone in a position, appoint someone who has experience in the thing they're going to be managing? It goes down to the, it goes back to the how MPs end up in their positions. And how can you have the audacity? I mean, remember... The current is it the current health secretary or was it the previous one which was like visibly obese did not I say obese didn't look the healthiest and it was and was dragged across the coals for it um, so how can you have the audacity to do something like that like why 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 would you do that why wouldn't you want someone in the position the best position for the job especially health secretary where there's not only so much focus on the NHS and National Health Service but also it isn't exactly running very smoothly. Yeah. So Jay's just saying there, the reason they made MPs not have experience is so they could be impartial and not have a bias. I can, I can kind of see that. But it, I, I, Say that again. In the chat there, Jay's just said, the reason they made MPs not have experience is so they could be impartial and not have a bias. What a load of horseshit. Yeah, I can kind of see it, but I think the problem you've got is you get that the thing I talked about last time, where you kind of have this top trumps of, well, what is actually what counts? Do you need to have clinical experience? What level of clinical experience? Um, is it just to, to have worked in the NHS? Can you have been a fucking, you know, what what level of experience you need to have if that's the case? Um, you know what I mean. No, it's a rubbish argument. It's a rubbish argument. It's I don't a, like it. I think that's the way the world works. Well, no, if you look at on the corporate side, if a company's looking to appoint a new CEO, they don't go, yeah. let's get someone in to run I mean, apart from the profit-making aspect, they don't go, let's get someone in to run this organization who knows nothing about it because they may have a bias. It's like what you want more than anything is someone 
or one of the most important pieces is someone to have experience in that industry or that area of expertise. And like yeah, they're going to have a bias, but the, it, the bias could be positive or negative. They could look back and think badly about their previous experience, in which case they are they're more likely to want to make change. Or they could look back at it positively, which makes it less likely to want to make change. But to have someone with no experience in it whatsoever is absolutely barking mad. It happens all the time, doesn't it? In these positions, not just in health secretary, it happens all the time in these in these positions of um, of authority, and, and not just in the, in the UK. If you look at in the USA with Biden and the was it the 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 energy what do they call their positions of there the, the equivalent of the, the the energy minister whatever they call them, which was the which was the, the transgender person, wasn't it? Who got caught thieving, but you know, yeah, was a, yeah. was fully left, you know climate change, green policy, and they got put in charge of the Department of Energy and whatever it is. But it doesn't just happen here. I mean, I, I think I think to the point of having, you know, having a health secretary, having to have NHS experience. Yeah, but not in, not in our current political structure. <laughs> just don't I, say, I like the idea of it. It yeah, seems like a sensible thing to, to do. Yeah. But you, it's also... I mean, you were talking about MPs or are you talking about just ministers? Because you're talking about a minister there, aren't you? As in, like, in cabinet with their departments. Yeah. yeah, that makes perfect sense. But to just to just be an MP, it's just got to be a job, hasn't it? Like, you really – you just want them to have a little bit of experience in just not – I don't know. It's kind of like what we said last time. You just don't want them to have just gone straight from uni – where they'd probably be involved in, you know, the student union and all that jazz. Maybe involved in low-level politics there, and then go straight to being an MP. You don't, that's not a desirable thing. There we go. What's this? And there's a reason Ben Wallace is successful in the post of because of his military experience, or despite it. Was he successful? Yeah, that's my argument. I don't. I'm not sure he was. Or I'm not is, sure like how. Didi, are you, are you saying is the reason he got the post because of his military experience at this point of it? Or are you just saying successful? Like, our longest serving. Okay. He's saying, okay, so Ben Wallace yeah. is the longest serving um, veterans minister. No, veteran, it wasn't veterans minister, was he? It was long. It was, no, um, it was defense. The, Jesus yeah, Christ, defense secretary, yeah, defense secretary, yeah. Interesting, yeah. was he? Was he? I wonder why. He was there why. for ages. Was he really? He was there for ages. He was there for a long time. But it, it, but is that just because there was nobody better to take the position? You know? Is it because for a decent proportion of while he's been in that position, things like the Ukraine war's been on and nobody wants to fucking touch that? As in like, no MP is going to want to have anything to do with that during that time. I don't know. I think if people got a sniff that he could go on his way out and they could get into that position, they'll take any position because he's a climb up the ladder because of the way politics works, right? I mean, if you look at, if you look at, um, we've talked in the past, I don't think on, I don't think we've talked about it on Horizon Scan, but pre Horizon Scan, where, what's her name? Shortest, shortest reigning prime minister. God. Oh, I quite like her. Liz, Liz Truss. So Liz Truss, we talked about, we've definitely spoken about in the past, guys, I think privately about, like, 
how like how does she get through like I said this how does she get through life like with sort of the the, the shame if you like or the embarrassment of being the the shortest serving MP oh prime minister but you your observation on it was they don't care they don't care like because they know that people's memories are going to fade they know they're going to just move on to the next thing like go to ground soak period wait and then pop back up for whatever position presents itself and step into that yeah. because there's almost that, that sort, of, sort of fickle level of um there's no there's no sort of depth or substance to them they're just superficial and everything they think or do and it's all about surviving the politics game um or prospering from the politics game as opposed to getting into a position doing the best job and and, and maybe not and have an embarrassment from it uh point was i making that um, just to, they'll take any fucking job. Oh, so someone, yeah, so someone got a sniff of Ben Wallace's job. They don't think they think, uh, like, you know, if they if they got offered it, maybe and said, "Oh, you could, you could get into Ben Wallace's position." Like if Johnny Mercer thought it, for example, and Johnny Mercer thought I could not do that job, well, that might be a nightmare because I can see the way foreign policy is going. I would think Johnny would go, "I love it," and I, you know, you know, I like Johnny, but he's also a politician. I think anyone would do that, a sniffer, which is why you end up with morons in positions where they shouldn't be with no experience. Back to the health secretary, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking politicians. Um, Chris is saying uh, he, he's sure that Liz Truss's uh, pension helps her forget. Yeah. Is it wrong that, like, I sort of fancy her? Is that wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I've, I genuinely don't know why. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like I look at her, and it's not like a like I'm desperate to bone her, but it's, I look at her and go, yeah. like you, I could, I see you as like, you know, sort of girlfriend for a bit. This type is thing. not. This is not the angle I expected you to take this down. Let's be honest. It's okay. we, that's what we do. On this, we just, we just chalk. We're honest. We chat shit. Yeah, she's not pretty Patel level, obviously. Oh, you got a thing for pretty Patel, I mean, I know that. And so have fucking you. Don't fucking start that shit. So have you. Stop swearing. Stop swearing at me. The neck up. <laughs> the neck up. Pretty Patel from the neck up is very good looking. Well, yeah. Yeah, she is. There we go. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Anyway, let's derail that there completely. Sorry. Well, you don't have to be serious all the time. There is advantage to having someone with no experience moving into, into certain positions, isn't there? But yeah, of course. They, they, don't the negatives. they don't outweigh the negatives, I don't think. No, you definitely want that if, that is a, if that's a possibility. And if, it would seem stupid if that person is available not to put that, them in that position. But I don't think you can have tick box, you don't get on the, the final fucking choosing if you haven't got that experience. You know what I mean? Because, I don't know, there's plenty of times where people come into a different industry and do really well because it's they've got like fresh thinking or whatever. You don't, the argument about having experience, you can also push back and say, well, actually you're just maybe stuck in your, um, yeah. stuck in your ways. You know what I mean? You've, you've, bound by all sorts of things that actually hold you back instead of allowing you to to innovate um, you know what I mean 
I think it's it seems like a good idea, but I just don't think you can have it as a you can't do this unless you've done this type of thing. I mean, the main one you want that for really is the, and I think the only one that you off you often see people with some sort of experience in it is the chancellor. They tend to at least be you know money people. Yeah. Right, Jay. Uh... Jay is suggesting take the money out of take the money and all the bonuses out of politics and would we see a different kind of politics? It's a basic point. Would we then get people who really cared and wanted a system to work for the people? So if so if the remuneration and all that was less than what it is now, would the quality of the people in politics go up? Well, and he's not talking about He's not talking about the remuneration there, I don't think. I think he's talking about that yeah, yeah. shit. Money and all the bonuses. Money and all the bonuses, he's saying, specifically. Yeah. No, so he's got he... money and bonuses. That, well, okay, fine. Yeah. So, but, it's, a, it's a good question. I know it is, but I, like, like we said last time, I think, they, my point of view, I think the money and the bonuses is fine. It's a, it's a shit job. And you, 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 if you want relatively okay people, people, you've got to pay them a reasonable amount. I think that is a reasonable amount. But it's like we always say, it's the stuff that happens while you're in those positions. You are laying your nest for when you leave. You're laying your nest for later. That's the stuff that truly corrupts because that's the stuff that influences your decision. The fact no, that you're... Okay, let's come back to the question though. So if 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 the salaries and the remuneration, the bonuses were less than what they are now, the, the ones that are authorised, not the laying your own nest, not the business deals, not the rest of it, but if that was less, would it encourage a higher quality of people to enter into politics? I don't think so. I tell you what it would do. It would open up It would open up the pool. You'd have a larger pool of people who are willing to go for it. Because if, you, if you're paying less money and the remuneration is less, it means you have to reduce... It means you have to reduce the the level of standards for which you're looking at to get into politics. Not that there are any. So there aren't any. That there aren't any, are there? No, you could run tomorrow. But what it would mean is the people who have a. But what it would mean is though, the people who have a certain threshold of money they they will only willing to get out of bed for. So we're talking of a certain class level of class. They're less likely to get into politics, and so you're more likely to get closer to the average working Joe into politics. It would probably mean, though, it would drive the average age of politicians up, I think. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think by taking the money down, it would have any of those effects. Why? Well, because like, why would you? Why would you get anyone who wants to be in politics now is doing it because they want to be in politics? You know what I mean? Like, if you if you're saying, okay, so if you are a normal income person, what's stopping you going into politics at that point? So if you're on like fucking I don't know, twenty five thirty grand a year. What's stopping you going into politics now? I 
I mean, nothing if I've got the savings to sustain me and to campaign and get to a position where I can earn the same money from politics. Because you can't just go, I'm going to be a politician, I earn 30k a year. What do you mean? You can just say, I'm stopping what I'm doing. I want to be a politician. And, I, and then I go, oh, I'm a politician, give me my salary. It doesn't work like that. I have to... I have to lay the groundwork and become a local councillor, basically, which yeah. is where you would start. And then that pays tuppence and I have a second job. So I won't be able to stop working, so I have to get a second job and then become an MP. Well, hope to become an MP or become a candidate for my party and then an MP. Okay. So if that's the case. So what, when you're saying take the money out, you're saying like you know, bring it down from 80 to whatever, a lower amount. What's my incentive for doing that? Like if I've got to take, if I've got to do extra stuff and make my life worse for no extra money, really, and not that much of a better wage, well, what's the point? Well, so the, the point here is that your drive to want to do good, I'm just, we're discussing Jay's, we're discussing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I think it's a good idea or a bad idea, right? But if you do that, it means that the people like you get involved, because the money is less, that them to want to do it, you've got the extrinsic Motivation of the money, their intrinsic motivation has to be higher, which means they they have to have a desire to want to do good for internal reasons, in more of a closer the external reasons. So it's it's basically the same as it is now, except that the payoff's better. Like you still got to want to make a difference. If you when you first get into politics, politics, you've still got to want to go through that process. It doesn't matter what you're earning, you've still got to you go unless you're on fucking mega books anyway. Like mega mega books. You've still got to inconvenience yourself and do all that stuff prior to getting the job. It's just that the payoff's more at the end currently. So it makes it worth it. And like I I, I don't think that when the majority of people go into politics, I mean, I think Chris said it earlier, um, when the majority of people go into politics, I think they probably genuinely do want to make a difference or at least believe that they do. You know, there are absolute, you know, sort of nutbag um, people who just want the notoriety and just like the idea of being an MP and they like power and that, that type of stuff. There are those people, obviously. But I think the majority of people genuinely want to make a difference when they first start. I think it's just you get into. I don't. Know. I, don't, I, don't I don't agree. How are you and how are you making that assumption? On what date are you are you saying that? Why do you think the majority? Because you see what, I, think, I think the I think the minority want to make a difference. No, I think it's because, because you see. If you, in, I think the majority are born into not politics directly, maybe, but they're born into a family or an aristocracy or something where. That is just a natural career path. It's oh, what I go and do. I go and I do. Know, so a brickie is a brickie, just because he wants to go and be a brickie, because probably his family are brickies, so he's in that part of the world. Or I don't think that's true. I think I mean the, the idea that they're all on a different sort of social level. I don't think is true. Like certainly the majority. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, think I the agree. majority are. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I think see if you. When new MPs come in, when you track how they speak, when they give their speeches, when they do their first chats in the uh, in Parliament, how they communicate and how they are when they first turn up is very different than how they are after they've been for a few years, if they manage to make it a few years. 
lots of them don't stay. The ones that do stay, they they realize when they get there, oh, I can't make that much of a difference here, or this is not the game I thought I was playing. This is very different. And this is where real politics starts. It's not standing in front of a load of fucking people chatting shit and going, I'm going to change your life, big guys, and this is how I'm going to do it, because that's how you get elected. When you get there, you realize you can't fucking change anything unless you start playing real politics games, which means doing shit you don't like, signing up for things you don't like, supporting stuff you don't like, in order to try and get your little pet things through. You have things you care about and you want to do for your consistency. Can, can, cons- What's the word? Con- constituency. So if you want to be able to get those things done, you have to scratch backs. You have to help out with voting for this. Oh, well, actually, you know, if, if you want your local council, you know, if you want you know, Manchester to have this new train station, fucking some bullshit. If you want, you want that, you're going to have to vote for this. And you're going you're gonna to be whipped by the party to support this and this and this and this. So this is you selling your soul, the things you might not actually agree with, in order to get this done for your local people. And once you become a minister, you're even more in the fucking box then. If you end up in cabinet or you get other, some other position of responsibility, it's basically your team running your constituency. So it's like, I think you go in, as, as with everything, you go in very naive to something new, don't you? Like, we're naive when we join the army. You turn up, and in training it's this, and then you get to battalion, and it's something fucking different. There's, all, there's a whole load of other shit you have to, you know, do you see what I mean? No, I, I see. I think you're, you're for, for once, you're being the optimist, I'm being the pessimist, which is a weird turn, turn of events. I think it's more like, I think I think that realisation, if there is a realisation for people, so, so for the people that get into it, want to do good things, I think that is the, the only reason to get into it. Then that realisation comes much earlier on. That has to be known at local like councillor level. And then it's a bit like, you know, there's that story of there's a there was a a cyclist, like a professional cyclist. He was amateur, there was an amateur pro, pro amateur or whatever it was. And then he gets to a point where I can't remember his name, but he's he's like one of these under the radar someone in the chat may know. He's like one of the under the radar famous not should be famous but isn't cyclist, right? Yeah. And he was in the era of all the all the Drug abuse. The uh, you know the. Is this the Netflix app. guy? No, 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 not the Netflix okay. guy. No, you're on about Icarus, aren't you? No. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, there's no guy in that like this. Anyway, this dude okay. basically, he's mega. He goes from amateur to pro. He gets onto a team. I can't. Remember. It may have been the Sky team. I can't remember which team it was. He gets onto the team, and when he gets onto the team, so he's gone from racing these guys. Then over six months, racing in the now he's pro. And all of a sudden, these people he was racing with six months before and and compete with, who they had joined the pro team a few months before him, they are now skinning him in races. They've like their performance has gone through the roof. It, like not possible without PEDs. And he realizes at that point, like they're all on pets. And the team doctor comes to him and says, "You ready? You need to be on the pets." And he says, "I don't want to do it." So we've you, you need if you want to compete like them and be on this professional team, you need to take the pads. And unlike everyone before him, 
or maybe some we don't know about, who are like, yeah, sweet, give me the pads because because like you said, the only way for him to achieve his dream was to take pads, and if everyone else is doing it, then is it cheating, right? And he said no, and he stepped out, and he he stopped the sport, like broken, because his whole dream was destroyed. But on the principle of morality, like his ethics, he said no, not doing it. I think it's like that. Early on, you you would realize that this is a dirty, dirty, dirty game, and I think it would have to be an assessment of like, okay, how if it's this dirty. There needs to be change. Can I bring about change? Because I think to bring about change like that, you need to bluff your ticket as if you're playing the game all the way to PM. And you can't do that. And then you get to PM, you drop the bomb, you know, as in the, you drop the change bomb, like JFK tried to do. You know, did JFK? Yeah, JFK tried to do it. Um, I think it's earlier on. So, go Look at it. So maybe, yeah, maybe. I'm not, did, my point is, not necessarily, I've, I've sort of picked a departure point there. And I still think that happens. It's still a, it's still a, when you get into parliament, there's a big slap in the face and you realise what the score is. I'm not saying that you can't realise that earlier, but I think you, when you get into politics, you probably do want to make a difference. So we're still, you're still talking about the same thing as me. You're like, I've got really good morals. I want to be this fucking virtuous person and do and make change and all that. At some point, you have to grow up and realise you're going to get dirty. It's just when that happens. You know what I mean? I think I think there's also a bit of like, like when we talk about we want politicians to be like us. Do you want your politician to be a fucking absolute laser beam who's never done anything wrong and doesn't know what it's like? Because that's a fucking that's almost just as bad in a way. What do you mean? It's still not well. How many times have you done something wrong in your life? A million. I do, I used to wrong all the time. I'm a fucking turd. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't think I'm a bad person. It's just part of being human. So do you want some stainless steel robot as your MP? Or do you, are you actually like, well, actually, I don't give a fuck if you claim for those expenses. That's not the suggestion here, though. No, we're saying that they come in fresh, really idealistic and great, and then they realise whether that idealist, whether their beliefs change or not. They, the example you used was that they come in, they realise it's dirty, and they either cut away when they realise it's dirty, or they go, I'm going to go covert, and try and fucking play the dirty game, so I, I square myself away. As I square, you know, what I want to happen away. No, 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 no. But when I was saying about going covert, I meant that if any, if someone got like for change to come up, because we talk all the time about this, this is fucked, all fucked, and there's not nothing can nothing can change. The only way yeah. I could see that change can be brought about for the better, and the best, the definition of the better being. What you and I think is better. It's like more honest, more people in this chat think is better. More honest people making honest decisions and taking less shit for yeah. themselves and making decisions for the people, right? Then the only way I could see that, like that kind of change could be brought about now, realistically, the only way would be for someone to play the game, be the politician that everyone, they just play the politics game and probably get hated for their entire career, but make it, make it by playing dirty. Playing the politics game, make it to be the PM. And then they get into the PM, 
that number 10 door shuts behind them for the first time and they go, surprise, motherfuckers. I'm here at the make the change and it's dirty, do it. Like Trump said he was going to do. Clear out the swamp, didn't he? He said he was going to do it. I said he wasn't not he wasn't covered, but he's just gonna clear out the swamp and then you get in place and then it's like oh, I'm gonna make fucking gonna make change here. Yeah, but that didn't work, did it? That, that wouldn't work though, would it? I mean right. I, we basically I don't think we disagree there. I think I'm sure you just I described exactly what I described. I don't think it's possible to bluff like that. Because you if you are that kind of honest person, you can't think like the people who aren't thinking that way. And they are dirtier than you, and they will be nastier than you. So they'll just, they'll out politics you because they are dishonest. And if you are looking to bring about positive change in politics, that's significant. You are inherently honest. And there's certain limits you would go to to achieve what you want to achieve. Hmm. Um, Dee Dee. Um, Dee Dee. for ages. I had a mate in school called Dee Dee. His name was David Davis. It's not actually Dee Dee. Um, right. So this, you put this comment in here earlier, but it plays into yeah, what we were talking about. The minds. <laughs> we were talking earlier about, uh, we were talking on the last episode about young MPs. So so Dave says here, his beef is the career politician. So it goes from uh, PPE degree. PPE degree? Yeah. PPE degree? Politics. Is it? Okay. I was thinking personal protection equipment. Okay, PPE degree, party assistant, party researcher, parliamentary assistant, all the things, become an MP, allocated a safe seat, which they're almost almost a shoe-in for, then they work up the ranks. There's beef is those people. Now, oh, politics, philosophy, and economics. Thanks, Dave. He's just said PPE. Yeah. Uh, so that means that, Dave, sounds like you have a problem with uh, the young lad, Kia, Kia Matha, is it? Yeah. Is it a problem? But I think that's just that's kind of where I am. I I support the fact that he he can do it. Not him or but he's an example of it. Yeah, not all career politicians, but like he's an example of that route, pretty much. But I think that's just common sense, isn't it? You know, like I absolutely support the guy's right to do it. I just don't think, as we said the other day, I don't think it's something that should be normalized. I want people like him, and I want the chick who used to work in the fucking behind the till in Asda, who goes, fuck this, I'm going to go square some stuff away, goes hard and ends up in Parliament. I want both of those people. Because that's who what's that? meant to be. Who is that? Well, anybody. Just oh, an example. So you're a specific person. Random person. Right. You know, I just like, I just like to see this Parliament's meant to be... Like, a representation of the the public, and it it comes back to the point I made in, in the last one. They it don't just decide they're going be, to be MPs. They can't be a representation of the public. No, no, like they're not all the same. That's my point. Oh, they right. shouldn't all come from the same roots. So some are going to be like this. Some are going to be like this. The backgrounds will all be different. You don't want this cut out person that Dave's talking about that goes from here straight through and neither a politician. That's not desirable on a, at scale. You want people who've had all sorts of different routes into it, different ages, different backgrounds, whatever. That's what it should be. But like I said last time, they don't just fucking decide they're going to be MPs and then they become MPs. We vote them in. The public decide they're going to vote for them. So when it comes down to it, it's our fucking fault. 
Yes, did we? I would absolutely like a better selection. No, 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 no. If we look at, we look no, at the US. No. What do you mean? No, no, no. Well, I disagree. We may vote them in. We may vote them in, right? But we vote them in based on. I used to. I can't see you talking. Go on. The information that is made available to us, right? Are they made one? One made available to us, and two, you want to pay attention to. Okay, and so, and so, but we are not in control of the information made available to us. Um, We are in control of what we bother to pay attention to, but not what's made available to us. Right, and so yes, there is there is an obligation on us if we if we think, yeah, I want to go and vote. I feel like I should vote. Then there is an obligation on us to go and seek out information to validate whatever we think whoever we think we should vote for, right? Yeah. But then, but then that that obligation, that decision, and that effort you're going to seek in is that's informed by our perception of politics and a perception of the information fed to us before that so there is an obligation on government and on and on the opposition not just the party government but everyone involved in politics there it should be there is an obligation on them to present quality information to the democratic voting public which they do not do it's like two too, too. Uh, you can't. It's not entirely like if an a, an asshole MP gets voted in in a place like that, and they're a nightmare, and they're blatantly not nice people. The entire blame of that person getting in place does not lie with the voting public. Yeah, but they, it's not zero, is it? It's not. No, 100%. it's not zero. It's not zero. But it's not. But you did vote for them. You did vote fault. for them. You could, as an individual, no, I'm not saying it's all our fault, but they don't get in without us voting for them. We make that decision. Yeah. That's my point. That's what I'm saying. They don't just go, I'm going to be an MP now. They have to play that game and persuade us and do whatever, and whatever we don't do to find out about them. I think, actually, this guy looks like another cunt. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go deep on him. It's That's how serious like democracies are supposed to be played. We just don't do it because we're fucking busy and we're distracted. And obviously, that is deliberate. It's not ideal. But you can't just go, this guy's just in charge of me now. But you can if you didn't vote for him. <laughs> but if you voted for him and he turns out to be a bellend, there is an element of that is on you. Yeah. Every person element, in parliament yeah. was put there. An, by an, element of an element of it. An element of it, yeah. 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 I agree. I'm not, I'm not saying that the voting public are not which includes us, and not to blame for when an idiot gets in charge. Mm. You know, whether you vote for that person or not, like your vote plays a part, but it's not entirely to blame. You know, you think about the you, you think about the prime example is people who only need one one newspaper, or they only pay attention to one website. You know, or they only follow certain people on Twitter. You know, and and, and that means their entire view is skewed towards one way. That may be the right way to be skewed towards, and maybe the wrong way. But if they vote that person in, that person's a moron. They're not entirely to blame for that. There's a, a thing is, I, of- I, I'm just a dick with this stuff, though, aren't I? Because like, they, if they, yeah. if their view, their worldview is so skewed in that way, that's their fault. So every, so bad decisions you Everything's made. Everything's your fault. One yeah. second. Everything's my fault. Decision, no, entirely your fault. Almost entirely, yes. 
Because I made the final fucking choice. Almost been the opportunity. 99%. 99%. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're more. Because I did it. I did it. No one else did it. Yeah. It always comes down to me. Always. All of it. It's all my fault. So when a moron gets in charge, becomes an MP, someone who becomes an yeah. MP and they are not good, right? Yeah. That is almost entirely the fault of the voting public. For the people who voted for him, yeah. It's not his fault. He's trying to fucking play the game. It's the system's fault. I'm, he, saying, I'm saying it's predominantly the system's fault. Yeah, but the, the people... The people have an input to the system. I mean, the example there was just saying about, but that was just me. You said everything I've ever done that has gone wrong or is you know bad is my fault, and that's true. Like you are responsible for absolutely everything that you do, whether you've been misinformed, whether you've been tricked, whether you've been lied to, and you believe people. When it comes down to it, the decision you that. This, the decision, the actions, whatever it is, is yours. And it's it's just it's not nice, but it's true. You know what I mean? Um, right. Anyway, away from anyway. Dave Davis has been doing some research. Dave Davis. So we talking about something politics. Dave Davis been doing some research. Okay. Um, Analysis, analysis by the Commons Library shows that 90 MPs, 90 MPs out of approximately 600 odd, have never held a normal job. So, is that does that mean is that is the insinuation that most have held a normal job? Sounds yeah. Like yeah. Interesting. So the majority have, which is what you would like. That's. The closest thing to, you know, desirable you can get, I think. Well, to me, that indicates one of two possibilities, right? Well, if, we, if the assumption is that our political structure, our political system, and the way government is, is screwed. It, no, not screwed. It is, it is not set up, set up optimally for a democratic state, which we are. Then if so my my the way I read that is that the majority of MPs are come from normal backgrounds, normal people. So they would be getting into it for probably the right reasons, predominantly the right reasons, to be a force for good, generally. That's like, a hell of an assumption. Well, um, for those well, ninety people. Right, let me flip it round. Let me flip it round. They're not getting into it to think I can do dodgy business deals and uh, line my pockets with no, I don't think you can do that. Then who who says that those so your, your assumption there is if I've got that right is that those ninety people because they've never had a proper job are there just to be scumbags and, and line their own pockets and play the game and sort themselves out? What the ninety? Yeah, the ninety who've never had a proper job and have just done the MP route. You're I'm saying fo- that they. I'm not, I'm not focused on their motivations. I'm saying that five hundred and eighty ish. They've had normal jobs. Yeah, I'm jumping. To, I'm making. I'm making big jobs. Yeah, yeah. massively. Because those 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 <laughs> six, those people who have had the normal job, 
They could just be like, I'm sick of working in fucking Pizza Hut. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this fucking game. I'm gonna fuck these people. I'm gonna get myself on a board of some company ten years down the line. Fuck this. You know what I mean? It's like doesn't matter what your background is, you can still be a turd. Yeah, you could actually you could actually swing it around to complete opposite of what I was saying there, because if you think about the kind of person, the kind of like qualities and skills you need to be an MP. Outgoing, willing to talk in front of people, uh, willing to put effort into garnering attention, voicing your opinions, leading, and those kind of people, they either go one or two ways. They're either complete egotistical, narcissistic nightmares, or they're like, they're like the best leaders you could have or have, potentially, like your musks. <laughs> Well, Musk, not Steve Jobs, but um, interesting. Interesting to think about. We're trying to create some sort of ideal scenario here, and I don't think it exists. Like, there isn't the whole point of it is that there's every flavor of Bell End. That's the whole point. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you can't, it doesn't mean you can't put in measures to improve things so that. It is harder for people to take the piss out of people and circumvent the democracy to which we claim to have in the country. Right? Well, you've, you said this last time. The way to do that is that you have a period afterwards where, or if, you know, there is some sort of system in place that probably is supposed to be in place now, but isn't, where you cannot do anything while you are in that position. And if any to square yourself away down the line, and if you do, you can be prosecuted for it. Well, the problem is you can't because it's so complex, as we know. You can't, you can't, you can't put in enough measures to stop people doing it. Right, but the point I made last time was you need to ramp up the punishment for when it gets found out. You know, we know about yeah. all the PPD deals here in the UK. We know, I mean, America's even worse. You know about all the people like the people. I, mean, I say all the PPE deals. I'm just, as an example, the PPE are sort of the, the biggest ones, um, the most obvious ones. But if that gets, if you get found out later on to have done that, that should be jail, jail time, in my opinion. Jail yeah. time. That's what you want. You basically, you have to assume that the people there cannot be proven to be a good person or a turd. So you have to assume that they're capable of both, which is just assuming they're a human being. Because in one situation I'm a dead good guy, and in another, another situation I'm a bell end. So I I have both in me. So do you. So do we all at different levels and at different times in different scenarios. So you assume that about the MPs, but you have to put the system in place, like you're saying, so that it curtails the, their bad instincts. You literally can't do it. Or the you know the 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 penalty for being a turd is so far. Uh, down the line of, of just not being worth it, that it doesn't do it. That's what you do. I mean, that's how murder works. That's why you have like life sentences for murder. You can't stop people murdering, but you can yeah. pretty well bring in incentives to not do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's <laughs> tough. well, maybe that's where we are. Yeah. So we've we've come very a weird way around the houses there to say we know Parliament and MPs is a bit of a fucking cesspit. It's not ideal, but we some things in the system need to change to more rigorously curtail 
their turdishness. So it sounds to me like you don't have a problem with the quality of people entering politics at the point they enter, generally. Not really, because I think that's the point of democracy. You have to; it's the people who have to put them there. If you want to elect Jeremy Corbyn, you fucking elect him. You know what I mean? If you want to uh, uh, elect Boris, you want to elect anybody you fucking you like. Name the most useless cunt you want. If you want to elect that person, you go for it. Mm. That's 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 represent. That's you're being represented. You're choosing your representative, and it's it's just there's all sorts of weird things about shortlists, aren't there? And like who can actually be selected in the first instance to get on the, you know, the list to be voted. That's, there's some weird stuff that happens to do with that very early on, which isn't ideal. But yeah, you vote for them at the end of the day. I think um, they either get weeded out or they play the game. On the subject of Corbyn, digressing you, but not... Well, we we should digress a bit because I'm bored of politics now. Oh, we're going to digress completely then. What can they go for it? Just, yeah, go for it. Um, I saw Piers Corbyn on Twitter, or a video of Piers Corbyn on Twitter, uh, and he wandered into, I think it was an Aldi. Yeah. And it was an app-only Aldi. It was a cashless Aldi. Wandered in with his cash coins, got something to buy, went to the checkout, slammed his coins on the desk, basically refusing to pay by app, paying by cash. They said he can't do that, and he said to call the police and walked out. So he paid by cash in a cashless superstore and walked out. What do you think about that? I think it's only good because... He think it's might good? go. What? You think it's good? Okay. I say it's only good. Yeah. Because I think there's potential for that video to get shared, and some people might just realise a little bit what the potential of this type of stuff is. Like, I'm not against really the digital money thing. I don't have an issue with cash not being a thing, really, because I think. I like the idea of it, yeah, fine. But at some point, we have to fucking move on. And most of the time, we don't use, most people don't use cash anyway. There's no reason why you can't use digital money the way your money generally is anyway now. There's no reason why you can't do that without privacy still. You're, but you're saying that in the scenario right now where we have free access to cryptocurrencies and can send peer-to-peer, person-to-person money in a way other than cash and not requiring a middleman. No, I'm That's saying, why- yeah, like the point is if cash disappeared and I just had to use my debit card or whatever and just went boop on my phone, boop, to pay for everything. Yeah. Don't have an issue with that. There's no, that is a thing and can remain a thing. There's no reason privacy can't be applied to that. 
So the sort of nightmare, tyr- tyrannical scenario of controlling your money and all that stuff and Uber surveillance about everything you do and monitoring and all that shit, that doesn't have to be a thing. They're going to make that, that that will be made a thing because it suits people on us. There's no reason those, those transactions can't be private. There's no problem with digital money. And whether that's digital money as it is now, like digital fiat, if you want to call it that, or, or whether it's crypto or, or any other means of transacting. There's no issue with any of it, provided, yeah. If provided, it, it it is you know isn't subject to surveillance and has privacy. But it but that's the issue, because that that isn't the version that <laughs> people who are in power and seek to remain in power want. They want to be able to see every single thing you do. They want to be able to manipulate, um, your behaviour through restriction of your right to transact. Now, the right to transact, transact privately, seems like a fucking good idea. There's nothing to say that they can't go through a load of fucking, uh, jump through a load of hoops to be able to have a, a look at what you're doing. Don't have an issue with that, you know, because people will always go, well, crime, fraud, all this shit. Yeah, fine. Fine. But that should not that that should be a thing that you have to prove and go through some fucking hoops to be able to look at, and you should be able to only see the things that you, you know, it shouldn't be right. We're opening the box now. It should be like we want to see this part of the box, and you get to see that part of the box. There's no reason why any of that can't be the case. It's like it shouldn't be convenient. The convenience should be for us. Everything above us that seeks to protect, give us safety, control, whatever, anything above the public, that's where the hardship should be. That should be difficult there. should be easy for us and difficult for them. What do you mean? Explain that more, please. Well, as in, you should be able to just go and go about your business. You've worked for your money. You've earned your money. You should be able to go, beep, 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 go and do whatever you want. If somebody above the level of the public wants to be able to look at what's happening at the level of the public, so this is a private level. That should be a private level between the people who are transacting. Yeah. You're talking about individuals and then organizations, corporations, organizations. Yeah. Yeah. So my point is this this the the daily transactions that happen by the general public, whether that's buying things, paying bills, doing all that sort of thing, where it's between each other or between businesses. And businesses are probably like a, a level above. So you're public here and business here. And then maybe there's some like bigger organizations here. But every time you go up that level, just go down the level, this should be completely private. And it's like, okay, maybe you can see this a little bit to be able to run your business. Maybe you can see this a little bit to be able to, you know, do all the things. But every as it goes higher to greater sort of, you know, bigger organizations and yeah, it, it should become harder. To the point where, at the government level... Harder to keep it private. They should have less access to the privacy. Oh, okay. So if you want to to look at this level, the higher you go, the harder it is for you to look at it. So if I'm a government wanting to look at an individual's transaction, that should be fucking hard. You should be able to prove why you need to look at it. And then there should be stipulations about how long, 
and what what proportional data, whatever you're going to look at this transaction and whatever. That that's the legal process there. There should be some form of like, you know, process. It shouldn't be the opposite of that, which is CDBCs and things like that, where it's just fucking open. Where you this money that's being spent is completely visible. Everything's fucking tracked. The money can it, the individual money, like imagine a fucking coin, the individual coin you can be controlled how it's spent and how, how often uh, how often it can be spent, how long it lasts for before it fucking disappears. All those things, that's just insanity. There's, that, there's no benefit there for the actual consumer bar seeing some adverts maybe. Do you think – so when we move to CBDCs, um, yeah, yeah. Do, you th- will, do you think that the pound be- will become fractional? Well, it is now, isn't it? No, it's fractional to a level. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you mean as in like down to like you know, sat level, if you know what I mean, like point no, 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 no. Yeah, I, don't, to, I don't know. Down to the tenth decimal. Yeah, place. maybe, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's not something I've actually fucking thought about, but you would assume so to a level. Yeah, I hope not. Because they, because microtransactions and micro loans and things like that are that's how a lot of the economy in the future they want to. Work. They want literally want a situation where you're paying for your burger potentially on the fucking layway. You know what I mean? Yeah. The problem is when it becomes fractional to whatever degree, like into those those sort of minute tenth, eleventh, twelfth, it becomes easier to hide fraud and skimming. And it becomes easier yeah. to get away with star taxes, completely legal. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, wrong. So one minute to wait. Okay. But you already got an hour, have you? I'm not really, I didn't know how long we had. No, I'm all right. All right. Yeah, I'm not on like a, a clock particularly. Yeah. I'm happy to keep <laughs> going for a bit if you want. Yeah. Depends where you're Don't mind if the live one's a bit longer if we've got the timing. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm not saying that the, 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 I understand that people need to be able to see what, you know, the individual is doing sometimes. It just shouldn't be, it should be difficult for you to do that. It should be an inconvenience for you to look at what somebody else is doing. Hmm. You know, and it, and it may be you have a situation where, you know, I, I've literally just pulled this out of my ass, so I could be talking shit and you can pull it to pieces. But maybe you have a situation where if you are somebody who has been involved in financial crime in the past or you have some sort of criminal record that's been proven and all that stuff, you know, maybe you're subject to more scrutiny and it's easier than to, to look at you and things like that. And that is a... Um, I don't necessarily like that, but it's a possibility. You go, fine. You start off with a clean slate of total privacy, and if it ends up you you do it, you have actually been a bit of a cunt, then one of the things you lose, like you go and serve whatever sentence, but part of your sentence is that your transactions are then scrutinized for you know, a period of 10 years after whatever, five years. So you lose your privacy as punishment. Literally pulled it out of my ass. 
Yeah, but you don't want that. No, but it's, it might. You don't, maybe the fact that you don't want that is why it would work as a, as a deterrent. Everybody else gets to be completely private in how they that, transact that, and, do, that, and live their that life. Level of, uh, that level of intrusion should not be allowed. Yeah, but maybe I'm sort of saying, like maybe if you are, if you've done picky, picky, picky crime, you know, if you're a career criminal, you're a fucking paedophile, you're a murderer, maybe you serve a some sort of sentence, which means you, know, you go to prison or whatever, and maybe after that, as a term of your parole or fuck or whatever, whatever. On top of that, instead of doing like you know community service and all sorts of stuff to pay your way like that, you lose your privacy for a bit. Davis, right? So Davis said something which I am going to disagree with you. Uh, so Davis saying that shops stopping using cash is as much about security, not having a till to rob, and staff efficiency, no cashing up. Balancing, etc., especially for small businesses, and I do not agree with that whatsoever. Whatsoever, well, I think it's. I think. It's, well, what do you agree with? Part, a, it's not the majority. It's like um, I mean, that's like a, a really, really small benefit to it to being cashless. There are there are benefits to being cashless. Look at it just from a business point of view. That's the way the benefits. Take your take. Well, just take your. Stop being like a nice person and be a ruthless businessman for a minute. And Dave's right. So again, don't like don't look at it from like a sensible person and like the fact that you probably, you know, you quite like to have people running tills and all those things because you worry about people's jobs and all the take take emotion out of it. It's, business is it's absolutely it's if you, not, like it's not sensible. It's not sensible personal. It's perspective, isn't it? It's like uh, so, Dave to to. The reason I disagree with what you say, disagree with. So I'm, I'm assuming the way you've written that, it's like you you see that a, a big reason about moving to cashless. One of the big reasons or benefits is like security and efficiency. That is, that is, that is, they are benefits for, I agree, they are benefits for the corporate entity, the corner shop or any size like retail organization who has a you know customer facing physical thing. I I understand that. But if you flip it round and, and you move to a kind of example of, of one aspect of this, probably the the, ma- the major aspect, you flip it around and have a, a cashless society. When you look at it from the perspective of e- yourself or myself, in a cashless society where it's a CBDC, there's a CBDC in place. And most people in the, let's say the UK, are using that CBDC, CBDC all are on the CBDC, and few people are using alternatives like cryptocurrencies because they'd be made difficult to use or vilified. Or I think that's what saying. No, 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 I haven't finished what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying I don't like, think you're, I don't think you're, you're, I don't think you're, you're addressing the wrong point. I don't think that's what Dave's saying. He's he's looking at it from a purely practical nature. He's not dismissing the fact that all the CWC stuff. He's just saying businesses are looking at it going, well, fuck this. This is just easier for us. That's He's saying that's why they're doing it. Whether that's misguided or whatever. He's saying, as a business, you go, yeah, well, fucking hell, why would I employ staff? 
Why would yeah. I have this security issues? All those things. That's what he's saying. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I don't, like, I'm, I'm not, I agree with what you're saying. I'm just saying you're, like, you know what I mean? You're going yeah, yeah, yeah. off on this, on this explanation. That not, that's not what he's asking. Jay's um, <laughs> loving this. Jay loves it. Jay just loves fucking seeing people fucking be balanced. Okay. Yeah, I hope so. Trust me, I'm not commenting on CBC. I don't understand it. <laughs> don't understand. Um, All right, so Dave, the, the, the point, guys. Right, so the point, I, the point I was going to make, which is unrelated to what you said, Dave, as guys pointed out. But from my perspective, right, if if we go to a cashless society, and so I can't go, to, so or not cashless society. What is very few places will take cash. Um, then it means that and we're in a CBDC world, which is coming, and we are going to a world where very few places will take cash, and we are going to go to a world where no places will take cash. We are going to go that way. Then it means that every single transaction I want to make or do make is recorded outside of me and the person I'm having the transaction with, which means that every financial interaction is recorded in whichever organization or governance is behind the CBDC. And in the future we're talking about, that is the government and whoever is in government. And at the moment, that's fine because we kind of trust what they'll do. It could be fine if we trust what they what information they are willing to access and what they're not, and how much level of control they're willing to uh, 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 enact on us and what they're not. It's not okay in a future where people are willing to have more control over us or they're willing to access more information for nefarious purposes. And that nefarious purpose could be to, as I spoke about in the last uh, podcast, I think, where it could be to... You know, let's look at let's look at this data set of people's financial transaction stuff to try and understand how we should word or frame or time the introduction of a policy of a certain type. In the worst possible way, it could be a, a an MP or a set of MPs or a PM in a position where let's look at this data to either influence a general election or influence um their line in their pocket scam in the back in the back end like if you move towards a point where it's cashless all of it all of your financial interaction with anyone else without an individual or an organization is their right for the taking and if it's not taken now it will be taken in the future and it may not be taken by the government but the fact that it is recorded and available in some database somewhere it is available to someone that someone could be China, it could be UK government, it could be Mr. Hacker down the road, it could be Mr. Dodgy MP, it could be a set of Dodgy MPs. It's like you don't, you, you're giving up, you just get, giving up that, um, I was going to say personal sovereignty there, but it's like a, another, yeah. another intrusion on our personal interactions has completely disappeared. Gone, yeah. gone. Yeah. A nightmare. Yeah, it is. It's it's it's. And it's most the of this stuff, most of my, in fact, all of my financial interactions with anything at the moment, like 
they're not illegal. They're not illegal. There's nothing dodgy about them. But I still want those kept private because I don't want the I don't want the possibility of my financial interaction data to be used to take advantage of me in whatever way, which is exactly what will happen, either really subtly or really obviously. You know, and there's been you know, there's loads of stuff in the past about you know how people how people think they were manipulated or were manipulated into their voting interactions in the, you know major events like Brexit, for example. You wait until all the financial data is available to the government through because of a CBDC being brought in. They will find a way to access it and they will find a way to use it. And it won't be until too late that the public realizes, hang on a minute, you use. You access the information in what way and used it in which way, but the vote's taken six months before. Taken place six months yeah. before. It's a nightmare. Because people will always say, well, I mean, Jay kind of says it earlier. He said, you know, you know what it's like, guys. People can always say, you go, guys, if you have a reason to be looked at, it happens now, you know that. So it's like, and that's absolutely true. If the government want to look at what I'm doing and want to see all my bank shit and want to see everything about me, they can do that. They and they have to jump through hoops to be able to do it. This is completely different. This is there's no this is permissionless. This is no this is a scenario. It's not right now, but people just have to understand where it's going. Yeah, Think I was talking the data. I was talking about the access. I was just talking about access to the information. Now you're talking about. Well, I'm, I'm, well, both, but it's like the way you yeah. describe the access there, I don't think brought home completely how this will be used and how open this is. This okay. is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, all the data for everything. So imagine a data set so fucking large. So your data set includes, and this is like nightmare scenario. So it includes all your financial transactions. Who they're connected with that that the network that you have something to do with all the time is people you try everything about your transactions, where you shop, what you buy, how often you do it, every single thing. That's one part of a data set. Your movements because your phone, where you go, where you spend your money, who you're talking to, all those things. There's your, another data set. It's literally you get a situation where the data set is just there of every fucking thing, everything, and it's not a case of. And this is this is open, so it's not. They have to get permission to go and look. This is, we want to do this. We want to find out how to make this data set move in this way, or if this is happening, or let's let's spin it to a good thing. Let's imagine there is some sort of global emergency. That is a genuine emergency, and we have to make the public go in a, a way they might not want to go for their own, you know, good. With that data set and AI, you can you can basically literally fucking type into fucking AI, type into a fucking program. How, what is the, bearing in mind this data set and these conditions, this situation, what is the best way to make these people do this? Now you can look and go, well, that's fucking great. That's great. That means we can save the fucking world. All the idiots that don't listen, we can make sure they do what they're meant to do. Now that's fine. That sounds great. It sounds fucking mega. We've just saved the world. 
but I don't like it. And what if we're not saving the world? What if we're being fucking lied to? And it's actually just be, the government being pragmatic and wanting us to go in a certain direction that we might not want to go. And we're being manipulated by with the use of this data that's completely open to them to to make us do that. They're doing it now. We see it all the time. We take the piss out of it. It's just nobody wants to think it's going to go in that direction. But it will yeah. because that's where technology is going. And it will end up like that because humans are fucking a, a group of good and bad people. Yeah. Yeah. And in a situation where we are now, where we've just been talking about, you know, the first half of this, this podcast, we were talking about the problem with governance and politics and like how, how misaligned they are. You know, um, well, that's what Jay just said there. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 We were doing that in Psyop years ago. Just takes longer with the target on analysis. Now we're there, it's instant. You know, yeah. you've had all those headlines over the last couple of years, year and a half. I say headlines. Information coming out, news about, you know, the nudge unit and stuff like that. This, they, the, that unit, well, that unit got privatised, but there is an equivalent right now, equivalent asset within a government, probably not a government unit, they're outsourcing it, and it is on steroids right now. It is on steroids, and it is already moving towards this. You know, it sounds really, uh, it sounds catastrophic and, like, dystopian, but the opportunity is there for them to get more information, analyse it faster, to inform their, decision, their decisions quicker, yeah, um, which isn't good when we feel like, I certainly feel like at the minute, we're not in the most democratic situation we've ever been in. Well, this, this, this is the, the thing, isn't it? It's like most of this stuff, like if you are, let's just imagine that fucking Jesus is in charge of all this. Jesus. And, and, and Jesus is a good guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's imagine the perfect human who's a good guy all the time. Well, yeah, I think probably was well, I was gonna say Buddha, but he was definitely a bellend. Um Buddha so, was. Yeah, cons. <laughs> no. Yeah. Why are you saying that? We haven't got time for that. We'll we'll talk about that another time. Not a good dude. Anyway, my point is, let's imagine this this perfect human being who's in control of this and that he won't let anything bad happen. So it, the whole whole thing, all your biometrics, everything, it's all connected to the point where the the level of convenience you will have as a, as a human being in that world is pretty fucking high. You'll just be able to, you know, you you won't even have to pay for anything. You'll just walk into shops, take what you want, walk out. The stuff that you want to buy will always be there because it'll be on just in time ordered. And they'll know that gas comes in on a Tuesday, so we need gas as eggs. So that that the 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 data set and the sort of algorithms and shit that will that will, will exist in that world. The level of convenience would be amazing. If you go on holiday, you'll just be able to walk out. 
You know, you're, let's just go and walk, get on a plane. You'll book your place on a plane. It'll just get paid for. You won't go through passport control. You won't do any of that stuff. It will all be super mega convenient. But, Good. but yeah, it'd be amazing. I've, I've, that's yeah. just in it. All I'm not at like a tech, somebody who thinks tech is shit and hates it. I fucking love it. I love the idea of, you know, Mark Andreessen when he was talking about personal AIs. You know, this personal AI, you know, for people who don't know, gas us the brains, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that future, that like tech accelerationist future, I think is fucking mega. The problem is we can't trust ourselves not to fuck ourselves with it. So we totally will. It comes back to the control measures. We haven't got the control measures in place at the moment to govern ourselves now, let alone mm. introduce CBDCs. You know, mm. to your point, I mean, let's wrap this up shortly because I need dinner. But to your point, you know, the, the convenience of it, you know, we're going to have something like the equivalent of your NHS number that's going to be linked to everything technological you that you do. I was you know, to, to, to create a new account on Facebook, although Facebook will be fucking dead, to create a new account with your new bank, to create a new account on, I don't know, whatever newspaper, to create a new account for any possible online service you can fathom in the UK. Um, it, the, the, the easiest way to do it and the preferable way to do it for any, whoever the service provider is, will be to do it through your CBDC account number, whether, you know, the equivalent of your NHS number. This, this, this identification hash or number, that is you. And the government knows you because that is your number. No one else has it. It'll be the easiest, easiest way to link it all up, social media. And back to your point earlier, it's like you, you connect these things up to the financial transactions, the ob- obvious that it'll be linked into that. But then when it when they make it the easiest thing to sign up to any service forever, and it becomes the preferential way for service providers to verify you are who you say you are, because the government will make it easier for them, it means that anything you do online anything which will be everything other than what you do physically, talking, walking, get on a bus, get in a taxi, or get a taxi recorded, you'll be paying by uh, digital money. Everything will be linked back to your, your CBDC number. Back to the point, every single thing you do which involves proving your identity or having your identity linked to a thing or having your Money, money linked to a thing will be accessible by whoever controls the database at that time, which is whatever party is in power, or whoever can circumnavigate the security to get it, get out that information. Yeah. And that is your entire history. That is basically 90, 95% of everything you do on every day of the basis. But that's to make that slightly scarier, just a, a, a tiny bit of scariness. More fear, but that's fine if you have a situation where your government that you've elected is actually in control of things. But if you look at the power that NGOs have now, you know, organizations like I think legal power they don't really have. I've discovered that recently. 
They don't really have the legal power that who don't. So people like the WHO and the UN and all those, you know, IMF, all those sort of you know, the WHO, the WHO. Yeah. No, the WHO, mate. The WHO. No, the WHO. The WHO. Okay. What's the WHO? Um, <laughs> yeah. Those were NGOs anyway. So yeah. people who aren't elected by you. The type of power, well, inf- let's call it influence, because they certainly have way more influence over sovereign nations than they should have, because sovereign nations have signed up to various things. But my understanding is that sovereign law still overrides what they want to do if the government in power wants to do that. So, like, if we signed up to something with the WHO and they did something we didn't want to do, even though we've signed up for it, we can tell them to fuck off. We can't do that. But it's where the, the government will. So what you say, it's, it's fine. You go, yeah, I've elected this government and I'm, I accept that I'm okay with this government. And yeah, fine, you can see all exactly what Hughes just described controlled by them but if they're then going to be influenced unduly by people that you haven't elected that's a real fucking problem because that's you know you're not you're not represented by those people you didn't elect them they weren't elected by anyone but themselves you know they might be people who used to be democratically elected by a country they might have experience of that you know but whether we see it with those sorts of huge international scale things like the UN and the WHO, or you see it as just, you know, smaller NGOs who just have influence. Um, it's just not a good thing, the influence that they have. You know, but that's, it, you know, it's it's just not a good scenario. But it, it's going to happen. So it's going to happen. Regardless, it's just how it is. I understand all the campaigns for like let's just keep cash and all those things. I buy back to Piers Morgan, uh, Piers Morgan, Piers uh, Corbyn. Corbyn, yeah. Like it's it's good. Like what he's doing there is pointless. And everybody who says, you know, only pay with cash, insist on paying with cash, keep cash, all those campaigns, I see them all the time. And like I get it. It's a very good thing for you to do that just to draw attention to the fact that it's going and then so you can speak about why it's going and make people aware so that we can slow down the way this is going and maybe put some you know roadblocks in place and checks and balances in place to to make this happen in the best way possible but going in and paying with this you know, with cash for your strawberries is not going to stop this mm. can i get some second yeah you can yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's been good. Not sure how it'll work as a recording for folk listening later, like four months. Yeah, we'll see what the score is. I'll I, I basically I will see what this spits out to me and then I will edit it uh the best way I can. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm, I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing Dave on Thursday, so I'll get his direct feedback. His honest feedback. <laughs> Yeah. But it would be good to get thingy. Like if we get some people on screen next time, that'd be good. Yeah. I know people are scared and stuff and it's it's weird, but it, we could have really easily done it, but people just come on the screen briefly, go, Dave's what said, about this thing? Dave says he's Buddhist. I don't believe that. Oh, is it? Well, maybe he is. 
If Which he's a Buddhist, great. he probably know. If he's a Buddhist, then if he's a Jen Buddhist, you know, no, Buddha was not a good dude. <laughs> cool. Ah, dear. Right. Thanks for coming, everybody. Thanks for coming. Uh, we will see you for another one of these. So this will be this week's episode. Um, we'll see you for another one of these at the next month. Bye. Uh, food now. Bye bye.